I'm your host, Hayden. I'm your host, Justice. And we are the only hope. Welcome to the show about nothing and everything Star Wars all at once. It's like the Seinfeld sitcom of Star Wars podcasts. There will be moments of absolute nerdgasms and moments where I grab an Aborigine wind instrument and make a podcast intro. We're just two scruffy looking nerf herders that take Star Wars way too seriously. Yeah. The Jedi Archives. So, a big part of the galaxy far, far away is bringing balance to the Force, finding that middle ground. How do we do it? How do we balance the Force? What is the Force? But I, I kind of want to back up first before we jump into that and just let, let's break down the themes of Star Wars. What did George Lucas use to create this galaxy? With the inclusion of midichlorians, we have a scientific explanation for this mysterious galaxy. From a religious standpoint, he used both Christianity and Buddhism. And then politics. The empire was based off Nazi Germany, and the republic was based off of American imperialism. Vietnam, oil in the Middle East, you know, the shady side of the good guys. With that in mind, what does science say about, uh, about balance? What are midichlorians? Are they important? From a physics standpoint, uh, studying physics, we know that an equal downward leftward force acting on an object that has an equal upward rightward force acting on it is balanced. For the sake of not overcomplicating things, I'm just going to use upward for light and downward for dark. So, if, uh, if we are the object, we have both light and dark forces moving through us, acting upon us as above, so below. Normal laws of physics aside, in this scenario, we can interact with those forces. We can lean into one more than the other, creating an imbalance, an imperfection. From a scientific perspective, how do we balance those forces? That's actually really easy, and I don't want to point out the obvious, but we regulate those forces equally. That doesn't mean we access both forces evenly and consistently, but more just that we are both forces. I am both Jedi Master Hayden, and I am Dark Lord of the Sith, Darth Nedya, which is just my name spelled backwards, uh, in case you were wondering. We are, we are the object, and we are the forces acting upon the object. We control the outcome. We are the balance. So what are midichlorians? So basically, midichlorians are what make up every living thing in the entire galaxy and universe in Star Wars. Although midichlorians do reside in all living beings, not every living being has the same amount of midichlorians in their body. It differs. The relationship between the midichlorians and whoever their hosts are would allow the midichlorians to actually communicate the will of the force to their host. They're basically the scientific explanation for how we determine the mortal supernatural. For Star Wars. Yeah, pretty much. Now let's talk everyone's favorite topic, religion. Christianity, mm. what is the Messiah's take on balance? Uh, I'm going to label this the prequel, je uh, prequel Jedi. Balance in Christianity is complicated. On the one hand, 
balance means not to become overly dogmatic and the understanding of others' opinions and beliefs, even if they contradict. On the other hand, Jesus says to be radically unbalanced in your love and devotion to him. What I found that was actually really interesting was the idea of double-sided idolatry, where you're constantly trying to maintain balance between two evils, so you consistently lean a little more one way than the other. Which, if we look at like the prequel Jedi, we got a lot of good examples of this, especially with the double-sided idolatry. So talking double-sided idolatry with the prequel Jedi, like examples of this, we have like Luminara, who was very cold and cut herself off from uh, forming any sort of emotional attachment with people. Very lovely in individual to be around. And then you have Anakin, who struggled with that, oh, I can't, I'm not supposed to love this person. I'm not supposed to care about this person, yada, yada, yada. Those are your two sides, and you either fall more on one or the other. And it, The two uh, extremes, you mean? Yeah, th those are your two extremes. And then you have Obi-Wan, who, you know, uh, up, up until Clone Wars, we, he was that perfect, success story of the New Republic's Jedi Order like that era of Jedi until right. Satine came along and was like I I would have left uh, if you had said the word I would have left the order uh, and then we're like oh so Obi-Wan wasn't perfect I mean like you said though he was only perfect in the eyes of the Jedi Order at the time yeah. I mean it could have been a completely different story for the Jedi Order a thousand years prior oh yeah i'm not i'm not saying that i think it was wrong for him to have an attachment i i don't think attachments are bad at all i think that was the reason the jedi order fell in the first place was they were so disconnected with the well that's the whole reason any jedi order has fallen is they've been disconnected from the world around them which the world is literally the force so uh, if you disconnect yourself from the world entirely and try to live separately from it, you're disconnecting yourself from the Force, which, again, <laughs> Jedi fail. Mm, yeah, that's kind of hard to do that, I feel like, as a Jedi, especially, like, an active Jedi in a Jedi Order. So, Buddhism. What does the Buddha say about balance? This is more like the KOTOR-era um, Jedi, so, like, Knights of the Old Republic. In Buddhism, there's this idea called equanimity. Uh, and equanimity was the sublime state of wisdom and freedom, compassion and love. This state can be broken down into two things, Upeka and Tatra Maja Tata. I'm probably butchering that, but Upeka means to look over, which is the power of observation or to see with understanding. Tatra Maja Tata means to stand in the middle of all of this. This comes from a sense of inner balance and calmness. Equanimity as a whole is a protection from what are called the eight worldly winds. Praise and blame, success and failure, pleasure and pain, fame and disrepute. Sounds a lot like our Jedi and Sith codes, which is probably exactly what that stems from, but I don't know. This is all speculation. I just thought it was interesting. It does sound pretty interesting. 
where all of Star Wars kind of, you know, began and started from what it was influenced by is pretty cool. Yeah, because it, it kind of like paves the paves the road for what the story of Star Wars, like what's the message here? Because any great story, there's a message and there's a reason the story is being told. There's a reason there's all these stories in the Bible or all these stories within Buddhism and any religion or anything, literally anything and everything. There's a reason. But we use storytelling to tell a message. So if we're listening to the message, we kind of understand Star Wars as a whole more and we kind of will see where they're going with this. Potentially. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, there have been cases where, you know, the myth and the message have not been completed or have been broken. You know, the delivery method of the story isn't always well accepted. Name any Star Wars complaint ever, and, you know, it, you'll find those. So the Sith Code is, peace is a lie, there is only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The Force shall set me free. And then the Jedi Code is, there is no emotion, there is peace. There is no ignorance, there is knowledge. There is no passion, there is serenity. There is no chaos, there is harmony. There is no death, there is only the Force. That's so cool. They're like completely yin-yang of each other. Yeah, it's those two extremes on either side like one is very emotional and the other is the complete lack of emotion and calm and serene yeah one's like fighting hot and the other one's fighting like cold i guess like just calm and clearing all your thoughts and clearing your mind to be able to to be able to find a solution so like we have these extremes and there's a clear lack of balance and i almost read the gray Jedi code, but you know that's not actually a thing. So. Yeah, and then we go into like the bounty hunters code, and then like the Ewok code, and then like you know the ATST pilot code. I I like the Tor Tordarian uh code. I have is that an actual one? I'm a Tordarian. <laughs> My tricks are not work on me. Oh, Leimani. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy code to remember. Yeah, it is. It is a really good one. Only I mean, not a good one, but yeah, easy one. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's. How are you flying? You're like a bumblebee. <laughs> I I liked I because I went back. I was watching Clone Wars with my daughter because she loves Star Wars now. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm super pumped. But I would be too. I I watched that episode with the Tordarians or whatever, and like at the very end they fly onto the Republic gunship that then takes off and they're still flying <laughs> above the floor of the gunship. Did, did like, you guys like just not work at all? Like you're, you've been flying so much that your feet or legs are just useless now or how does that work? It, well, it's just like, how, how does that work? Because if they're using their wings and then they can only move so quickly, but if a gunship is moving quicker, then they're just going to slam up to the back of the gunship or whatever. True. Yeah. No, that's totally true. Maybe there's like some kind of gravity manipulator in there or something that's like keeping yeah. them in one spot. 
they're all force sensitive. They're like insanely force sensitive. That's what it is. You're just flexing on them. You're just flexing their force power at all times. It's, it's not the wings. It's the force. And force money. wings. All, always money. Like when they flap their wings, it's like pushing down like force power. It's like a force push downward, basically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, let, let's break apart the force. Uh, what do we got? We got the living force, the cosmic force, the mortis gods, wellspring, netherworld, all that stuff. Junk. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? Um, let's, I guess we can start with the wellspring of life since we kind of just left off with midichlorians a few minutes ago. Well, and that's where all life and force comes from, so... I mean, it makes sense to start there. I thought so, too. Um, the Wellspring of Life is um, also known as, apparently, the Force Planet, which is, you know, who would have guessed that? Who would have thought that? Nobody. Not me, definitely. Who would have thought it? Yeah, definitely. Is Nobody. That the, is, that's the planet that Yoda went to with the priestesses, right? Yeah, with the priestesses on it, yeah. And... Yoda actually finds that through Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn apparently was doing research into the Wellspring of Life to try to find it, um, but was obviously killed on Naboo by Darth Maul before he got the chance to actually look for anything. But... Yeah, then he, he went to... He still somehow was kind of like a Force Essence thing and then was talking to Yoda. Yoda's like, mm -hmm. That's, mm -hmm. the, that's the only Yoda impression I could do. It just gets... It, it gets Yoda, you seek... Mm -hmm. You seek Yoda. All right, we're getting off Yoda. topic. Yoda, yes, goes to the Wellspring, <laughs> finds out all this stuff, you know, like he gets on the planet and... Actually, something that's pretty interesting about the planet itself is once you're inside of the planet, no living thing can be affected by hunger or thirst, which is pretty cool. Like, that sounds so dope. Like, I never have to find food or worry about drinking water ever again. Like, don't get me wrong. I love food, but to never have to actually eat because I need to live would be great. That, that, but what about beer? Is there still beer? I don't really drink beer anymore. Oh, well, yeah. I, I guess. No, maybe it's like force beer. It's light side force beer, which, um, back on topic a little bit, that's <laughs> what uh, mostly the Wellspring of Life is powerful in is the light side of the force. Is it the light side of the force, or is it just that idea of balance? Because. It's kind of confusing because they never fully flesh something out. And like a big part of storytelling is, you know, reading between the lines and True. seeing what they're trying to say without saying it. But like, is it actually an embodiment of the light side or is it that understanding that, you know, just be a good person, not necessarily be a Jedi, but. Well, I think it was like powerful in the light side of the forest, more so the dark side, because the force priests, like we talk, are on the planet, and they kind of hold the secret of how to become a force ghost after you die, which is um, apparently a light side force power. Yeah, so, sorry, I, I, 
I had researched this, but I kind of forgot about it for a second. It's all yeah. good. This is like one of the only things I actually researched. So <laughs> no, so like what they were doing there was they're facing their shadow, like the dark side of themselves, uh, and that once you master that or come to terms with that and understanding that every choice, every action has both good and bad repercussions. Repercu yeah. So like you have both the capability and the capacity for both good and evil. And just because you have good intentions doesn't mean that yields good results. Just because you help one person, you might be screwing over someone else. And so like when you go to become a force ghost, which I thought this was interesting with the priestesses because they almost didn't allow Yoda to advance in the training because he kind of kind of completed it technically but at the same time it was a different approach because whereas most people in the situation should be accepting their shadow and like okay I understand that this is a part of me like these evil notions that I'm capable are still a part of me no matter what and just living with your shadow Yoda eats his shadow he's just like no I, I understand that you were a part of me you are a part of me but I reject you 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 cannot exist basically that idea and he eats his shadow and the priestesses are like I mean you kind of passed the test but I don't think you understand all the material he got like a a B minus, whereas Qui Gon Jinn was gonna get an A if Darth Maul hadn't killed him. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, I don't really know. It seems to me kind of more, I guess, in the same sense of what you said, but a little bit different. Like, uh, right of passage, like you have to kind of prove yourself worthy. Yeah, it's like a path to enlightenment. Yeah, and Yoda, I mean, for the most part, pretty much did that. You know, he really i mean like you said he ate his darkness and they're just like whoa like this dude is intense like yeah. guess we'll give it to him well yeah because if you look at the priestesses half of them were like no 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 and the other half were like well he still technically did it and they're like uh okay i guess so they were kind of on the fence though about it but yeah it's i don't think it's so much light side esque as it is more just the light side was a lot closer to having the force figured out and the force balanced than the dark side. Well dark, you can't you can't become a force ghost if you're uh evil. You know, a heavily yeah, heavily a heavy user of the dark side. So like yeah. But if you're you have, a Sith then you can't take that route. You have to go through like some kind of at least in legends you have to take some kind of crazy do some kind of crazy ritual and some kind of messed up stuff to be able to do kind well, of the same thing but not really and and that's more just like you're tying your essence to Horcruxes or whatever that stuff mm. is I don't know I was never a big Harry Potter fan Sith artifacts yeah they were just tying their essence Horcrux. to uh, artifacts and stuff like what's that dude's mask that Vader messed with anyways not important uh, anyway. yeah like the, the light side definitely had it more figured out but not necessarily all figured out so while yes you had to be a light side user to get that power 
it doesn't mean it's necessarily you don't have to be you can't be a sith and learn that power but you don't have to be a jedi to learn that power i guess is what i'm trying to say it's more like it's a path to enlightenment so you could have once been a sith and then learn that power because we see anakin come back as a force ghost true but i mean i think i see your point it's that middle ground yeah but i mean it's still i mean like you said you can't be a sith and do it you have to be it's a life and yoda almost didn't pass i i think that's the key information here is he while he did pass he almost did it because he was almost too dogmatic of the light side of the force of, of the Jedi uh, to he almost missed the entire point he kind of still did but you know that that's kind of what it was it was more like you can be on the light side and still not learn this power because you might be too dogmatic Yoda was kind of starting to understand that he had messed up whereas if you look at Luminara she definitely would never have been a force ghost. I don't know exactly what happened to her, but I don't really care. I didn't like her. <laughs> she was so dogmatic that she absolutely wouldn't have passed that test. Whereas Yoda understood that he didn't get everything right and needed to open his mind a little bit, even though he still was like, almost didn't make it. He did. So. I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's still potential that any Jedi could have made it. Um, but well, yeah. at the same time, there's also potential that maybe only a third of them did that actually went there, knew about it. Yeah, and like that that's the whole thing. Like It's a path to enlightenment. There's a way to... Anyone can reach enlightenment. It's just you have to... You have to be open to change and open to learn uh, more than what you thought you knew well once they go through that trial and see that they don't necessarily know everything or see that they're not like all knowledgeable or whatever and kind of bring their ego down a little bit they might be more susceptible and open to learning exactly what you're talking about to be able to you know have that power after they pass into the force become said force ghost I, I think it would honestly it might be really interesting to see Luminara go through that because me personally I don't have a lot of faith in Luminara and I feel like she would go through it and like ah yeah no that would never be me kind of get all sassy with it and just like I, I would never do anything evil I am a Jedi and this is this is who I am like there is no other way I, I think she would be like this is a trick yeah, this, this is, is just, just a part of a trial or something. Yeah, she she would not ever believe that that is her dark side. And I don't think she would pass. But at the same time, when you take someone as strong and dogmatic as Luminara, and then you take her through that character development process of realizing that they suck as a human being. Well, not necessarily a human being. Well, yeah, sorry, Mary Allen, or however you say that. I. It would be for good storytelling, but not too many people cared about Luminara to begin with, so it doesn't really matter. But, yeah, anybody anybody can reach enlightenment, basically. Did you have anything else on the Wellspring? 
Um, the Wellspring of Life was apparently where the midichlorians were born, and it was also located in the heart of the galaxy, from what I understand. Which so, I don't know where the galaxy's heart would be, in like an anatomy perspective, but so I guess well, I look at a map. So the wellspring is daddy. Daddy. <laughs> so it kind of sounds like wellspring is like heaven, but also I mean it's not heaven, but it also kind of sounds like God itself, which it's also not God. Uh, it kind of sounds like a light side version of purgatory like you go there and you can either potentially find out how to pass back into the real world like the the real like i guess the real world the living Um, and the cosmic yeah yeah yeah, a gateway between the living and the cosmic. yeah basically kind of like a gateway kind of what it seems like because if you're not going to be cut back into like the living force as like a force ghost, I guess. I don't know if that's how that works. Yeah. Um, then you just go into the cosmic force, kind of like. Wait, so the the wellspring is literally the middle. That's what like, it kind of seems like. Yeah, like it's the middle ground. But while it is heavily light side of the force, it is that kind of proving ground. Like, are you light side? Or are you dark side? Because like, if you're dark side, you're not going to understand this and if you're too heavy light side you're not going to understand this but it is that balance between the light and the dark and it is that gateway between the living and the cosmic it's the birthplace of the midichlorians it's literally the middle that's that's wild i hadn't even really thought about that entirely Mm -hmm. Um, cool stuff so i guess since we're talking about the gateway between the living and the cosmic let's talk about the living and the cosmic so all right so what's what is the living force well i don't really know a whole lot about the living force but i do know that it's basically the energy of all life in the galaxy once again you know and it feeds well once something a living being dies it takes that energy and feeds into the cosmic force. And the, yeah, because there, there's not like a ton of information on this uh, for the whole, for the most part. But we do get a nice little bit of info from Qui Gon. He he looks at Obi Wan and he says like, "Be mindful of the living force. Be in the present. Be in the here and now. Don't focus on the bigger picture." But yeah, essentially the idea is living in the present and being in tune with one's inner self uh, and current surroundings and whatnot. But then we have the cosmic force, which also not a ton of info out there on it. Um, yeah, not really a lot of all we'll at just, all. Eh, we'll just summarize it. It's no big deal. So it binds us, surrounds us, creating life and creating an energy between everything. All energy from the living force, from all things that have ever lived, feeds into the cosmic force, binding everything and communicating to us through midichlorians. So when somebody that is force sensitive actually achieve this transcendence, they first have to really know their true self and then let go of that. They also have to confront, face down and reject their darkness. And they have 
to really make sure that it doesn't have any power over them at all. Also, the only real way to actually achieve to be able to be a Force ghost is to be deemed worthy by the Force itself. And okay. when you actually achieve being able to be a Force ghost, you don't pass into the Cosmic Force like all the other things that, you know, all the other living things that have passed do. See, I, I thought it was like, yeah, just you're part of the cosmic force and then you're like, oh crap. Luke Luke is being depressed and dying on Hoth. Let me just jump in and speak some words of encouragement. And like he, you know, comes into the living force and then it's like, all right, I, I did my ten seconds of fame. Uh let me let me just jump back into the cosmic. No, it kind of sounds more like a purgatory, but with benefits. Oh, okay. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> It's all good. That's kind of all I had on that for right now. It, another thing, like, we can kind of talk about, it's all Legends material. I'm not sure who actually came up with the ideas. We'll probably never see anything from it, but it was it was just kind of interesting. Like, you got the netherworld of the Force, which is kind of like a further dive into the idea of, like, heaven and hell and stuff, because... You have the netherworld, which is kind of heaven, and then you have chaos, which is hell. Dark side users, perpetual torment, all that stuff. Force lightning for eternity. Yeah, pretty much. What was cool with the netherworld and why I think we'll never see it, but it was a good explanation, I guess, because it was kind of a, not a retcon, but an explanation for, like, why did Yoda have to go through all this training and like obi-wan went through this training and all these people went through training and then you know anakin just dies and becomes a force ghost so it, it was kind of cool because like in the nether world you still retain consciousness almost which doesn't exactly work with the idea of the living and the cosmic but it allowed you to where you could still reach enlightenment and you could still come back as a force ghost which you know if uh, Qui-Gon was ever able to fully come back as a ghost, it would be through that idea, but I don't know. I just It was a quick mention. If you're interested in stuff that we may never see in canon, you got the Netherworld of the Force and Chaos. But... And Republic Commando, probably, too. <laughs> that came out of nowhere, but I'm all for it. Just We're talking about things that we'll probably never see on the screen, and I just got really sad and thought about that. I I really want to see Karen Travis get to work on a live action Star Wars project. That would be amazing. That would be amazing, but that is not what we're here to talk about right now. No, but you know, that's that's fun. Well, in that case, let's let's get political since Oof. It's it's the perfect time uh, to have this conversation. Now mm. it's it's really not even that p political, at least not current, thank God. But you got the Nazis and the Empire, Sith, Darth Sidious, all that stuff. I I kind of want to look at like how did Hitler gain power so easily? You know, a Adolf spent years plotting and manipulating events that would pro provoke the people to give him more power willingly. He preached peace in order to remove inequalities, restrictions of the Treaty of Versailles. He staged attacks like the murder of Chancellor Engelbert Dolphus of Austria. 
in order to secure more land and more power. He used Mein Kampf and other propaganda to rally the people's support before initiating conscription and forcing people to be part of the military. Adolf played the long con, and the manipulated people bought into it and supported it. The people let him become Hitler. And I I think, I mean, obviously there's pretty significant and obvious parallels to Darth Sidious and the Empire and Star Wars in general. Um, this was one of the ideas that George Lucas had. So, like, I mean, Darth Sidious, and, yeah, Hitler and stuff and yeah <laughs> let's talk about balance how do we balance the force kind of bring it back full circle with a giant force scale <laughs> equal weights both sides like uh oh. like lady justice has lady force oh I, I wonder why you went with lady justice because i am lady justice oh did you you switched uh okay I didn't know. We, probably, we should probably probably shouldn't put that in there. Did, did, did the VA cover that? I'm just, <laughs> I, 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 know, I know they cover it like while you're in. I just wasn't sure. Like that, this could be important for uh, listeners. You never know. Um, <laughs> now let let's yeah we'll just all right. I don't know. Like there there's two parts, not just light and dark, but more specifically like inner balance and outer balance. Inner balance is perfecting the balance within yourself first, reaching that first level of enlightenment, facing your shadow, accepting it, accepting that you have the capability and capacity of both good and evil. Every action, every thought, every decision could stem from good or evil and could result in both good and evil. Outer balance is the balance of those around you, the galactic balance. That's kind of what I call spreading the good news. Once you have reached enlightenment, it's now your duty to help others reach that enlightenment. So, it kind of sounds it kind of sounds like the living and cosmic force in a way. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. And then it also there's examples in the cinematic world of Star Wars because, like, when we look at the original trilogy and how a lot of people will say the sequel trilogy with the return of Darth Sidious retconned the balance of the force mm. provided to us by Darth Vader. But what we see in Return of the Jedi is more of an inner balance with Vader because he was both a Jedi and a Sith. He did great things that were good and he did horrific things that were evil. Terrible, um, but great. And he got rid of Sidious and all this stuff and I I don't know it seems more like he got that balance within himself it wasn't that the galaxy was restored like balance was restored to the galaxy because all he did was take out the bad guy and you know himself who was also a bad guy I wouldn't call that balance because you just have well not an overwhelming amount of light side because there's only Luke and Leia but you know what I mean? Like, it, you have light side, but you don't have dark side. There's no balance there. True. I totally agree. It definitely seems more like, like you said, balance with it himself. With inner balance and outer balance, you know, you kind of, you got to reach that enlightenment for yourself before you can really help 
anyone else before you can make wider change. And that doesn't necessarily mean get on the hollow net and just preach it to the masses. Like you kind of got to lead by example and like show that, teach that path to enlightenment one by one, kind of spread the good news one at a time and make differences daily in everybody's lives, not necessarily just find all the force users you could possibly locate and then like make them all light side we're all gonna be good guys and wrestle with double ideology demons yeah all all that stuff i guess if we're gonna talk balance we kind of got to talk the mortis gods as well that's fair so let's talk about the mortis gods the divine trinity whatever you want to call them force trinity yeah so there's the daughter and son, the daughter that kind of signifies the light side of the force, the son who kind of signifies the dark side of the force, and the father who is kind of the balance, supposed to be the balance between the two. Supposed to be. Yeah. And when I guess the father kind of finds out he's dying, if that makes any sense. I, yeah, I, I don't know if that really makes a lot of sense because it's uh they're described as like the embodiment of the force so yeah yeah i I guess i guess maybe it's like uh they need the force needs someone else to kind of take control of the balance between the light and the dark which was supposed to be anakin you know he was the chosen one i guess that was kind of what that was supposed to be was anakin actually taking the place of the father and having control of the light and dark side of the force which he does yeah and when he's when he's on mortis he takes control of the daughter and the son and proves that he really is a chosen one Anakin, you were the chosen one you sorry. were supposed to bring balance to the force not leave it in darkness sorry i i i, I couldn't help myself there it was welling up inside me i had to release it or i'd go insane and stab things with a lightsaber it, yeah yeah with a viper sword no lightsaber's way cooler my votes for lightsaber if you want a viper sword go for it but i'm i'm gonna take the lightsaber lightsaber is also more lightweight so i'm gonna i want to start my and it's easily concealed it's more easily concealable too yeah i'm gonna start my own dodo company yeah i'm gonna have to edit that out <laughs> So today was a little bit shorter of an episode, but after a two-hour long episode, I don't think you're going to complain, but it is what it is. If you want to talk to us about Star Wars, or tell us we're wrong, or if you have some other random reason to contact us, you can find the pod on Twitter and Instagram at Only Hope Podcast. You can find me personally on Twitter or Instagram at the TheBraxyPad. And you can find me at j.r.cash on Instagram.